I am going to admit it. There are many times when the weight of my weakness seems to weigh me down. The weight gets so heavy that it overwhelms me to the point of getting angry with God. I get mad at God for allowing this thorn in the flesh to exist in my life. I find myself in Paul's shoes, except for the fact that Paul never got angry with God. Do you ever find yourself being weighed down by your weakness? Do you ever find yourself struggling with something that you think is unfair for God to allow in your life? Have you ever found yourself being hard on yourself whenever you have seemed to give in to your weakness and you have failed? Then we are on the same page. The problem in Christendom is that many people believe in the phenomenon of before and after of Christian life. Please allow me to clarify. There indeed is a before and after in the Christian life. Before, we were slaves of sin and children of the darkness. Now, we are slaves of righteousness, children of the light, a new creation and so much more. However, this is not the before and after I am talking about. I am talking about the unhealthy kind of before and after where people believe that before we were saved, we were sinners struggling with weaknesses and after we are saved, we are saints who are not meant to struggle with any weakness. I was listening to the testimony of a Christian artist along with my friend. In the testimony, the artist opened up about her struggle with an eating disorder. My friend remarked, but isn't she saved? This kind of an outlook fails to acknowledge the process of sanctification which requires for us to have weaknesses, imperfections and other characteristics of the fallen human nature. Hence, it is absolutely natural for a child of God to struggle with weaknesses. So please don't beat yourself up or condemn yourself in times of overwhelming weakness. It absolutely does not mean that your relationship with God is not right or healthy. I am very thankful that Paul did not explicitly reveal to us what his thorn in the flesh was. In this way, I can better relate with the following passage. 2 Corinthians 12 7-10 Greater than seven or because of these surpassingly great revelations. Therefore, in order to keep me from becoming conceited, I was given a thorn in my flesh, a messenger of Satan, to torment me. Eight three times I pleaded with the Lord to take it away from me. 9 But he said to me, My grace is sufficient for you, for my power is made perfect in weakness. Therefore I will boast all the more gladly about my weaknesses, so that Christ's power may rest on me. 10 That is why, for Christ's sake, I delight in weaknesses, in insults, in hardships, in persecutions, in difficulties. For when I am weak, then I am strong. Greater than. Greater than 2 Corinthians 12. All of us have an area of brokenness or weakness in our life. It is important that we understand the theology of human brokenness or weakness. The fall and original sin have distorted and affected humans in various ways. All aspects of the human being including the mental, emotional, spiritual, physical, sexual and intellectual have been affected by the fall due to which the weakness we have varies from person to person. For one person, weakness or brokenness might lie in their mental health. For the other person, it could be their physical health or emotional insecurity or anxiety and so on. It does not matter where our weaknesses lie, but it is in this place of brokenness that God meets with us and pours out His grace in abundance. You might have prayed several times for God to take away your weakness just like me. But could it be that God is telling us, my child, your weakness is there to stay. But I have not left you helpless. I have made my grace available to you in abundance and it is this same grace that is sufficient for you. My power is made perfect in your weakness. I wanted to know more about the phrase my grace is sufficient for you. So I pulled up the Blue Letter Bible commentary on this verse. This is what it says. Greater than this grace will take us through the darkest nights with a smile. This grace will sustain us when all else has failed us. This grace will turn our crosses into crowns. Greater than. Greater than Blue Letter Bible. Notice how Paul's attitude towards his weakness changes after God gives him this glorious promise. 
He says that henceforth, he will boast about his weaknesses so that Christ's power may rest on him. He goes on to say that when he is weak, then he is strong. Dear friend, since God's grace is sufficient for you and his power is made perfect in your weakness, boast about it. Boast about how weak you are and how you are reliant on God's grace and how his power is made perfect in your weakness. Don't be ashamed, but boast about how you are actually strong when you are weak. I would love for you to listen to The Father's House by Corey Asbury. One of my favorite lines from the song is, what looks to me like weakness is a canvas for your strength. Allow yourself to be encouraged and empowered by the grace of God as you listen to this song. Meanwhile, let us hold on to the hope that one day, when Jesus appears, we shall be just like him, 1 John 3 2, with a glorious and resurrected body devoid of the pain, sufferings and weaknesses and brokenness of this life. Remember my friend, you and I are only human. We might be saved, blood-washed and Holy Ghost-filled. Still, we are only humans whose flesh and heart are susceptible to failure. We have confidence in one thing. Greater than my flesh and my heart may fail. Greater than. Greater than but God is the strength of my heart. Greater than. Greater than and my portion forever. Greater than. Greater than Psalm 73 26.